Hi, Sachin. Hey, Dinkar. So, uh, would you believe that this is our 25th episode? Yay! I think you will have some confetti animation here, right? <laughs> um, I, I'll see if I can figure out how to put that. <laughs> if, yeah, if, but... If people see the confetti animation, I was able to figure it out. If not, then it was taking too long and I was too bored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if nothing else, I can always do at least this. Yeah. <laughs> so can I and uh, those who are uh, listening to us, we just use the party popper uh, yeah. image on Zoom. That's yeah. where we record everything. So Dinkar, uh, this is like a milestone episode. I think we have spoke a lot about a lot of things. I am super happy that we were able to bring it to the 25th number. So let's try to like take one more topic, which is we have been talking and which is very important. Uh, recently, we spoke about this modeling of metrics, but I um, want you to explain what is modeling of metrics means and uh, how to go about it and what is the importance of it? So, such an as I'm uh, recently for various reasons, I'm doing double, triple, and multiple clicks down. Um, con conversations on metrics are happening more often, right? Um, so, one thing that I've started noticing is that there are certain, and we have discussed these in the past, there are certain, uh, th there's a certain carelessness, if I will say. Uh, <laughs> little bit of callousness, if that's the right word, around metrics. Metrics come at a cost, especially exactly. if these are going to be. Uh, now, on the other hand, uh, are um, these long-lived metrics, which become a measure of excellence and kind of across the time, over time, how we have improved, how the team has improved, how uh, investments have led to results, right? This is the second thing, and these we kind of categorize as excellence uh, bucket, and this is in the operational bucket. What I've uh, started noticing is that uh, these kind of kind of move from here to here, right? It's a very little energy, just a photon is needed for uh, a metric to get excited from a lower orbital of operational metrics into a higher orbital of right. excellence metric. And it takes energy to keep them there. It starts costing. Yes. So when we start talking to clients about, um, and uh, you know, uh, our uh, fellows also, right, around metrics, I have start, I started asking certain questions. And that has kind of resulted in what I'm calling this uh, metrics uh, model. And the whole idea is that if you think of a metric, uh, it has a face value and it has a unit, right? Uh, I have a lead time of five days. And that's what um, the beginning and the end of a metric is for a lot of people. But if you dig into it, it has a bunch of things that uh, we should also include in this model. And the first thing that I want to uh, introduce here is if your lead time is, let's say, five days, yeah. so the product that you're building in the industry that you're in, what are the lead times of others? So having that industry benchmark becomes very important. And then your phrase should be that, oh, my lead time is five days. Whereas in our, in, you know, in, in, in our industry or for this product, typically it is six days or it is one day. Now you have introduced that, right? And the moment you have introduced this, especially if you're behind an industry baseline, 
then as a product manager start saying and our aim is to reach at least you know two days in couple of quarters or in one quarter or a couple of sprints now what you have done is along with this you have modeled a target for yourself agreed right? and then comes the most uh, important part uh, right now that you have given yourself the target that's a success there has to be a failure threshold also and this i've talked about a lot i've written about it a lot is one of my favorite things because when we are planning the optimism and you know we'll never fail because you know we have the smartest people we'll make all the investments why should we think about a failure threshold or on the other side there is this risk that if i say that this is our failure threshold then what uh, some you know gamer uh, some local optima genius will make sure that they just about that so they don't get into the red category they don't become visible and they do the least amount of work but that that that's the definition of um, failure threshold right if you instead of growing if you're sticking to one level you're not growing that fast that i want to achieve this target in this much of period these kind of criteria has become your failure thresholds right and and dinkar uh, one thing to add here a couple of times when we spoke to folks right their point was that how do i know that what's my competition thresholds are and uh, one good example which i can give is um, in one of the customer uh, we wanted to measure how frequently they are releasing it to the app store uh it is not very hard that some really smart folks sat down and then found out all the competitive apps which they want to bucket and then they figured out how many releases happened in the past one year yeah because typically every app store gives you a version history and yeah. it is not so difficult to spend some time do some analysis uh then there are also automated services nowadays which do that app in, app in any zindabad exactly and then uh, these type of situations are getting easier and easier if you just apply a little bit of time and uh, focus on what you need to measure uh, i also remember that uh, one of our teams did sentiment analysis on reviews but now that is also available as a service there are some yeah. uh, products available where you can submit your app link and you can get sentiment analysis done so uh these are all valid ways in which you apply a little bit of your time little bit of your energy and you can get this intel which is just precious to figure out what should be your threshold ha huh? and how important it is for you to beat that threshold basically and uh, the other thing around uh, you know when things are not going well the worst thing to do is knee jerk reaction uh, worst thing to do is uh, pick up some one to blame the worst thing to do is do what comes to your mind quickly and you know ask three four people around you and say oh that person did that it worked for them and we'll do these things and we'll and uh, that's why it's very important the moment you have a metric you should have a remediation plan that if this metric stops performing it becomes a non performing metric from the beginning you should start have start, thought of these are the things i will look into these are the patterns i will look for these are the behaviors i'll try to figure out if these are happening anti patterns i will look for right so there has to be a remediation plan and one more thing is uh, you know about baselining right when we were saying that hey minus 3 uh, or if you're starting with something you may not have that baseline there has to be an agreement about what is that period 
through which we'll collect the data and say now, hey, during this period, this is my average lead time. Now this is my baseline. So if you think about it, uh, the moment someone says, hey, we should track this metric, um, it should not be that casual in the call. Correct. And, and the most important part of the model is the cost of the metric. Right. Agreed. And uh, hence, kind of when we started asking these questions, and one day I kind of put it all together and uh, thus emerged the model for a metric, a metric model. So I'll quickly recap. It should have a face value and a unit, sure. It should have, uh, you should be aware of the industry baseline. You should be aware of the, you should have called out and success criteria and a failure threshold. You should have a remediation plan for the uh, you know, threshold. You should have a baselining period around which you will calculate your baseline. And you should have an idea that how much is the cost of measuring this metric. Once you have this whole thing, you have a model. Once you have a model, then uh, your metrics-based thinking becomes more formalized, more systematic, less opportune, less um, the loudest, uh, less, mm -hmm. less a requirement of the most loudest or most powerful person in the meeting. Agreed. And uh, Dinkar, there are also a couple of more benefits when you think about this model, right? Is uh, typically when you define a model, it also tries to address some of the biases mm -hmm. and cl clarifies the intentions of some folks. So often what we see is that people are finding, many times these metrics are found or added to the list to solve some problem. But no, it is not, right? it's, sometimes it is operational, sometimes it is that you said blame, right? To okay. figure out what is, what is actually the problem. And we have spoke about intentions in the past as well. So if anybody is adding any metrics to the list and they are defining the model for that, then it is implicit on the person who is proposing metric that they believe this is an important metric for these reasons. And this is the failure threshold. This is the success threshold. And this is how we arrived. So it, it brings a lot of ownership and transparency to the table, which usually is missing from these metrics. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've also noticed is we have started using the phrase deluge, right? Um, and if whenever I go and talk to a big team, ask how many metrics are you tracking? And the forget number of metrics, people tell me number of tools in which metrics are being tracked. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're like all over the place. There are all over the pipeline. They're all over the systems. They're in all kinds of tech. Some are in Google Sheets. Some are in Word documents. Some are in email that you get. And uh, it can really go crazy. So I think uh, the discipline of modeling a metric is very important. And I lay it at the as a responsibility of the tech lead and the product manager to introduce this uh, thinking and introduce this discipline. And when the cost of measuring a metric comes into the picture, it uh, automatically cautions everyone from going overboard. And a slight digression, one of the things that you and I have always talked about is that the cost of a meeting, I wish there was a plugin in Microsoft Outlook, uh, Google Calendar, 
everyone when calls a meeting it should give you that this meeting is going to cost this organization this was dollars and especially in enterprises where there are 50 people and and most of the time you are being called to the meeting so you are not left out you, tomorrow you won't say that i didn't know for all these reasons and these meetings become very crazy so yeah but i have a very value to it yeah, yeah but i have a different point of view on that dinkar i like yeah. i like uh, the importance and awareness people have in an enterprise that meetings are costly affair but these are also dinkar the byproducts of something else yeah. so it, it's it's like you are saying hey by the way uh, old thermometers mercury they need uh, one and a half minute uh, you need to hold in your armpit or you need to hold under yeah. Period is yeah. <laughs> so you need to actually put this into your armpit or you need to put it in, uh, under your tongue and then it is just discomfort it increases uh, inaccuracies people don't know what temperature is so i want to basically create a digital thermometer which is just like instant read that's uh, that is the closest analogy i can come up with but that does not solve the fever problem or why the fever is coming you just improved your uh, like accuracy or something else here yeah. by doing this plugin i would say oh here is the cost of your meeting but that doesn't mean anything in absolute sense yeah but then uh, but it triggers those question marks and eyebrows and the moment cost is involved the manager says, oh my god it's costing me this much why do we need this right so that yeah this could be my bias figure provokes <laughs> this this could be my bias but Rinka, this is very good topic to debate is like when different audience will see metrics different audience will react it very differently interesting unfortunately you and i have no control over how people react to metrics yes so if somebody says dollars yeah somebody may make a lot of noise a leader who is really truly caring about the output of the organization the everything they will say yeah um i understand you guys are spending this much time how can i make it more useful or but it's worth it this topic deserves this topic is worth it right but the other way would be is like people will say oh it is like there so reduce meeting by half and that's actually dangerous so yeah. uh, the uh, how people interpret how people see what is the impact of a metric uh, and this is a uh, this is a point where it is very difficult to identify what, which is going to work and what is not going to work in companies they they have that much inertia to get anything moving off the ground the cost is so high you need to make a lot of people aware you need to get a lot of buy in from people the consensus building and you know what i was doing some research consensus building in an organization is the biggest cost in terms of making a decision and that's why startups eat them up because there is no consensus building in startup in the early days it's the founders vision or the product managers vision and they go into so extreme that they exactly. say that no consensus no decision there's there <laughs> no directly deployment yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's so that's the challenge for a scale up how they go from the culture of uh, being uh, you know uh, founder led 
to being consensus led right and that that's where uh, most of them kind of collapse in fact in fact i when you were talking about i wanted to bring this point uh, to the table is we should always be very careful about what metrics are brought in because exactly. uh, and you should be clearly stating why this metric exists and what should be how you, you should interpret this metric if people are not interpreting metric correctly you are absolutely um, taking a risk of like like it's it's, it's gamification like, right absolutely uh, people will actually have different interpretations of same number there might be a new angle of ego right oh my meetings are so important that you know you ddc's meeting it costed company 50 yeah dude he is he's a big man right or he's very important yeah so um, i <laughs> i can tell you one anecdote right is typically in uh, organizations these massively awesome presentations for internal meetings are made hmm. and you know how many senior leaders put time to make those presentations it could be in hundreds of hours so the cost of meeting is not actually what they spend in the meeting room it is also the one which they spend outside collecting that presentation prettifying that slide and then putting those numbers i do not think all of that can be eliminated by just awareness but it is the question of why they are doing all of this but that's a far sim- bigger and like a yeah. topic which i don't even have any control over but for yes. the engineering teams they need to be very careful about how they are spending their efficiencies this reminds me of an interview i saw satya uh, microsoft ceo said that uh, they had done some analysis on microsoft uh, uh, outlook within their organization so when an executive asks a question they did an analysis of its you know domino um, kind of be, uh, I, i don't know what analogy or phrase to use here and uh, you know so if this person is coming that uh, you know executive will ask two three more people hey i'm going and presenting something to satya he has asked me this question this is what do you think yeah fine we should add this data then they'll go and talk to a few more people and then this will have this massive of you know network effect kind of thing where it adds up work and then suddenly by the time it all comes back so many hours have been lost in preparing a deck for this probably a very simple question that satya wanted to ask so i remember his video and i i will look for it if i'm able to find it i'll link it in the comments but yeah you're right this you know effect uh, multiplier effect is very crazy yeah and uh, this is the challenge in industry people are having and metrics are also important but metrics are also something which you can uh, confuse people and send them into directions which you do not intend to in the first place um, and uh, we should be very careful about and modeling is a great way in which you can clearly articulate why you are doing this you can document this it's not big deal and obviously we always talked about having less is more actually rather than yeah. having 25 metrics and i i i was thinking about an example uh linkar the if you have 200 metrics somewhere you know these applications have these metrics and that application has that metrics and these application have these metrics it is like my netflix catalog you know many many times i do not watch a movie until netflix says going out of 
अवेलेबल ओनली टिल थर्टी फर्स्ट ऑफ दिस मंथ देन एज लाइक लेट्स वॉच दिस मूवी इट इज गोइंग आउट ऑफ कैटलॉग सडनली द अपरंट वैल्यू ऑफ दैट मूवी गोज सिग्निफिकेंटली अप I have been like living. Hey, it's it's there, right? I can go and watch any time I want, and that is what happens to Matrix too. Just because you know all these fifty Matrix are there, there is no guarantee that I'm watching them. Yeah, the ones that are going red, you start watching them, exactly. and then the only way you will address something is when there. It's the Netflix problem, right? Unless yes. something is going away, people don't watch it. So they exactly. have to end of life probably. I don't know. So probably they are ending, uh, you know, life uh, movies more often because that's the only time that probably they have peaks when they are introduced, and then there is a peak when they are being uh, removed Absolutely. from it. So, so these type of things, crazy things happen, and I, I'm uh, feeling that this modeling is far more important, and people should pay far more attention than some some might think. So yeah, plus one to that. Yeah. Uh, this was a very uh, interesting and useful conversation i didn't I, i was thinking that it's going to be just a short one but thanks to our habit of digressing and uh, random things yeah. here <laughs> it went longer which is okay and happy about it uh, see you around uh,